like there's going to be background noise no matter what. It's Gen Con. So, uh, anyways, this is Russ Bain with Role Playing Pup Radio. Uh, I'm here with Kenneth Height, uh, here to talk about Knight's Black Agent. So, uh, first of us, for those of you, uh, are the listeners who aren't aware of what it is, what is Knight's Black Agents? Uh, Knight's Black Agents is my vampire spy thriller game using uh, Robin Laws's Gumshoe Engine. Uh, it is a game in which you play uh, burned spies, uh, exiled spies, spies who uh, got out but didn't get out of the cold, uh, who have discovered that vampires exist. And more unpleasantly, the vampires have discovered that you have discovered that they <laughs> exist. And so therefore, it is hunt or be hunted, kill or be killed. Uh, if you've seen the Bourne trilogy, it's the Bourne trilogy if Treadstone were vampires. All right. And so what led to that? Like, what was the, the thinking or... Uh, what led to this uh, game? What led to this game specifically was my desire to run a game in which the player characters killed a lot of vampires. Um, I just, I just, uh, I don't know whether it was, you know, uh, diabetic shock from uh, all the various emo vampires on the Vampire Diaries <laughs> and True Blood and uh, Twilight, but yeah. I just, be, I just thought we need to be killing some damn vampires in my game. Yeah. And when I began thinking about what kind of story that would be, who is going to go around killing vampires, pretty much there's two kinds of people who do that. There's like your sort of dedicated, you know, Vatican squad of monster hunters, right. a la um, or Blade. Uh, the, the, the novel Vampires by yeah. uh, John Steakley, or there's people who don't have a choice. Right. And I wanted to play that second batch of people because the story's more interesting. That's true. Um, yeah, because usually when you see like a vampire, people killing vampires, some sort of fanatical, you know, hunter, you know, like someone with a personal reason like Blade or like you said, the Vatican hit squad. So, um, so the people who don't have a choice, uh, why es- espionage specifically? Well, because if you're going to go up against vampires, you should be a badass. <laughs> and, uh, after, um, uh, uh, Doug Lyman reinvented the spy thriller with, uh, the Bourne identity. Yeah. Uh, that's who the badasses are. I mean, yeah. is, is your, is your Jason Bournes. Yeah. And, what I wanted to do was sort of to take a bunch of people like uh, the characters in John Frankenheimer's movie Ronin, guys yeah. who had the skills but didn't have anywhere else to go, right? They didn't have a safe house. They didn't have a place that they could run to and say, uh, hey, uh, head of the CIA, we're being chased by vampires. <laughs> and I wanted guys who really had no choice but kill or be killed. And okay. I wanted that to be the, the, the feel and the, and the driving thrill of the game. Um, it sounds very cinematic, but you know, you, you said you use the gumshoe system, and that's not the first thing that comes to mind when I think of gumshoe. I think you know, like Trail of Cthulhu here itself. Uh, you know, I mean, the investigation part, I uh, obviously get. But have you done anything to the rules to make it more or to add? I don't know, like chase rules or anything like that. Yeah, what uh, I did was I took uh, the advanced combat options from Robin's Esoterror Factbook, mm-hmm. and I added a few more to create the thriller combat options package. So you, the, the director, the GM, can select uh, from a bunch of options, from the, the John Woo two, bull, uh, two guns diving across the hallway <laughs> to uh, suppressing fire, where you keep them pinned down with a machine gun to uh, called shots, critical hits, um, uh, 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 reckless attacks, smashes, throws, all the sort of things that you see in the movies. The, it, each one of those adds a little bit more complexity, but it's the same basic. Uh, sort of modular option. So the director decides how much of that he wants in the game, how much of that he adds. Then the other thing that I did, I added was uh, what we call the thriller chase rules, which take the gumshoe contest, the full contest, and yeah. expand it out for even more drama. So instead of racing each other to a failure, mm-hmm. you're racing each other to build up points of lead. 
right. and the uh, the runner, if he gets to ten lead or fifteen lead, depending on if the other guys have air support, um, <laughs> he wins. If if the pursuers erode him down to zero lead, he loses. And so you get a dramatic chase, and then there's a bunch of options for throwing that, you know, uh, into one way or the other. Like when uh, Bourne leaps down the stairwell yeah. instead of running down the stairwell, that right. would be a dramatic chance. So if he makes it, right. so he's, he's great. But if he right. doesn't make it, he's broken his legs on the bottom of the stairwell and they close it and kill him. Right. Um, so uh, does that play into the, like, I know the base for Gumshoe, like for the investigation angle, you have the skills and you spin points to gain advantages. Does that work into the, uh, have you expanded on that or is that the, pretty much the same? The thing that happens with uh, the basic Gumshoe investigative stuff is... There's more explicit permission to, to slop over skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you have, um, if you're trying to identify a smuggled artifact, you might be able to use art history. You might be able to use criminology. You might be able to use occultism. You might be able to use uh, um, uh, human terrain, which is the sort of the catch-all cultural skill. Oh, uh, did you get that from the? Uh, that's from the real world, like that, the, the, the Iraqi. That, that, uh, yeah, that's uh, the counterinsurgency doctrine that uh, Petraeus wrote. Okay. Uh, is that you have to study the human terrain as well as the physical terrain. And okay. it just seemed like such a great piece of mill speak. Yeah. And, and that's what, you know, I, I'm trying to create that sort of, that feeling, that facade of realism. Yeah. Under which, of course, we have vampires. <laughs> um, that's it. Yeah. That, when I first read about that, the, the human terrain team, I was like, wow, that's a, that's a concept right there. You know, mm-hmm. that's a Delta Green or something like that. Right. Um, are there any other things from the, the recent, you know, war and terror or anything like that that you've incorporated into this? Well, there's a, just, a lot of it is just the sort of the attitude that, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, obviously, uh, as with any uh, uh, vampire uh, fiction, mm-hmm. the vampires are representing ongoing fears, ongoing terrors. So in this case, yeah. there's... There's a lot in common with vampires and with shadowy terrorist groups. Yeah. There's also a lot in common with vampires and shadowy guys who ostensibly are hunting terrorist groups but are actually up to no good in one way or another. Okay. And then uh, some of the some of the technology comes out of uh, like, yeah, terror, stuff like that. Do you have drones in it? or uh, I don't specifically have drones, but you can um, – uh, there, there is a, – a, if, you, if you have a points in piloting, yeah. you can – be a drone pilot as well. Oh, okay. There's, you know, damage for a Hellfire missile. So you can <laughs> pretty, pretty much figure out the rest of it. Okay. Very good. Um, I know you, uh, the one other thing that I've seen a lot, uh, I've been reading up on is the conspiracy building blocks. Uh, is that, le- I mean, from what, I, from what I've read, I haven't read the whole thing yet, but it's like a toolkit for building a conspiracy or like, could you explain that? Yeah. The, uh, the, 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 the goal of this game is that the back, the backstory that what the director, the GM puts together is modular. Mm-hmm. Right, that no two campaigns are going to be the same. So that's true of the vampires, and it's true of the conspiracy. The vampires are assembled uh, piece by piece from all the various powers and abilities that vampires have. So one director's vampire might be, uh, you know, recoiling from silver and crosses and holy water. Another vampire might be a hyperspace uh, alien that skitters in and out of existence, like the uh, <laughs> weeping angels in Doctor Who. Mm. Another vampire might be a guy with an experimental blood virus that gives him super strength and a horrible garlic allergy. I mean, there's no way to tell ahead of time which vampire you're going to be facing, and there's enough um, uh, uh, sort of secondary, uh, you know, B-rank monsters yeah. uh, that anything is possible in terms of uh, the supernatural threat. And then the same quality applies to the conspiracy. The conspiracy is built up of nodes 
uh, which are you, you know organizations either local or national or global that the vampires have penetrated and taken over. And your job in the investigative part of it is to figure out what the vampires are running, and your job in the uh, action part of it is to go in and shoot it up, basically. <laughs> uh, or you know if it gets sent after you to avoid being shot up. Okay, yeah, because you, I remember you, you have the pyramid where you describe it at the, from the street level to the global level. Right, it's the conspiramid, is yeah, what it is. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Right. Um, so the GM creates, like, everything from the street level up, or, like, how does that work exactly? Uh, basically, the GM, I mean, it, it, depending on how you run it, yeah. uh, you can create an entire pyramid, you know, which would be, uh, like, 36, I think, nodes, yeah. or you can take the... Uh, the, the one node that the, the, the one trail that you know you're going to lay, yeah. and then you leave it open for player improvisation or for ideas that strike you in the you know middle of the night, and you say, "Oh, that'd be so awesome if they actually controlled you know um, a Dutch food conglomerate." I'm going to put those guys into the pyramid, <laughs> and then you just start laying clues. But because you've got a structure, you sort of have an idea of where to lay those clues to, and the structure then also maps to the story because. The characters, the agents, are going to find the tendrils of the conspiracy first and work their way up the chain of evidence yeah. to the center of the conspiracy, which is the vampires. So it has a narrative function, it has a um, uh, story planning function, and it has a mechanical function. Oh, wow. Um, so how, like, in the playtesting, how, how has it worked out in the experience? How well do players start, like, working their way up the food chain? Or, like, do they just kind of, like... In my games, players tend to, like, hit things at very different angles than what I expect. So, like, they'll just, oh, well, we found this one clue. Whoa, hey, look, we lucked on to the national, you know, we skipped up a couple of nodes, you know. Or that, how does it work out? Well, one of the things is that uh, the, the higher nodes are way more powerful. Yeah. So if they, you know, discover that um, uh, there's a, an Albanian street gang yeah, yeah. that's part of the, 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 uh, the, 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 the conspiracy. Yeah. And if they try and go right to... You know, the king of Saudi Arabia, yeah. then they're going to get destroyed. <laughs> so they'll find that out. They'll hit the king of Saudi Arabia. They will get hit back hard. And then they'll have to spend the next three or four adventures shaking the Mukhabarat off their trail. And so the, the, there's a mechanical quality to it. The other part of, of it is that uh, the game has a specific mechanic that as they build an adversary map, as they sort mm -hmm. of map out who their opponents are. Yeah. with You know, it's like those um, uh, string and photograph things on the wall. Oh, yeah, the wire. yeah, yeah. As the players build that, every mapped connection that they that they give gives them a pool of general points for the confrontation. Oh, okay. So, so it helps them. It yeah. rewards them for more detailed uh, knowledge of what the enemy power structure is. Oh, if okay. they just jump into it in the middle and they say, "We know the king of Saudi Arabia is bad news," yeah, you know, they're not going to have any resources. They're not going to have any intel. They're not going to have anything except you know. You know, machine guns and Saudi Arabia, whatever else is going on, has got plenty of machine guns. <laughs> All right. Um, so, one thing is, you know, you have the, this one supernatural angle, the vampires who, who are controlling things. Do, are in the base rules, are the players just human or are there options for. The players, in the, the assumption of the game is the players are humans, that they're yeah. badass humans. They're, you right. know, sort of, you know, CIA paramilitary humans, Navy SEAL humans, Spetsnaz humans, mm -hmm. but they're still just humans. There is, in the very back of the game, of the rules, there are a number of drifts which give yeah. uh, options. Uh, one of them is the option that you're still in an agency yeah. and that you are either part of a secret bureaucratic tasking or you are illegally using the resources of the NSA to fight vampires. And there's another drift, which is a 
a Cthulhu option, mm. which it would be basically you take Trail of Cthulhu, you combine it with Nice Black Agents, and you have the Laundry Files or, or Delta yeah. Green. And then the third option is a, a, a Special Powers option, and it gives uh, two uh, sort of uh, psychic powers, um, Speaking with the Dead and Remote Viewing, both of which have been tied into sort of espionage right. mythology. Uh, one through Brian Lumley's Necroscope series, which, while terrible, is certainly inspirational. <laughs> yeah. And the other being, of course, the whole, you know, psychic spies myth, men who Right, right, the men who stare goats, yeah. And then using those base rules, you can take the powers out of Ashen Stars or the powers out of um, uh, uh, Fear Itself or the powers out of Mutant City Blues, and you can sort of apply those if you want to make it a game of either... Uh, agents with uh, paranormal abilities, or you can start tracking down super soldiers and mental experiments, and you can right. turn it into Fringe right. or something like that. Well, I was just thinking Jason Bourne is technically kind of the super soldier yeah. so, uh, uh, thing. Um, or the other thing I was thinking of was, like, what if the PCs themselves are vampires or, you know, accidentally infected or something like that? In, uh, in the base rules, the assumption is that uh, getting tainted by vampire blood... Yeah. Getting infected is, is just un, unalterably bad news. It means <laughs> the vampires can track you. It means they can control you. Their psychic powers work on you a million times better. It's just not something you want to happen. All right. That said, there is always that one guy who wants to play the damn <laughs> vampire. And so there are a couple of possibilities. There's a little box in the vampire section yeah. uh, that sort of gives uh, a fairly harsh uh, rules constraint for you playing the vampire, and there's an m- intermediate step between human and vampire called the Renfield, which is mostly the vampires employ guys who can wander around in the sunlight and yeah. go into churches and do whatever else yeah. humans can do that don't suffer any of the, uh, the, 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 the you know the blocks of being a vampire, and in exchange have a certain degree of, of superness. Right. And you can possibly play an agent who's been Renfielded. The trouble, of course, with that is that the vampires have yeah. a very good way to control you. Yeah. And that's a great hook for sort of right. your John le Carré, who's right. loyal to who, spy role playing. Right. That's, that's kind of the thing I was thinking. Yeah. Of. If you uh, you have the one guy who is on the inside, more or less, mm-hmm. but like, uh, can we really trust yeah. him? So. I mean, in, in my playtest, one of the player characters, uh, his backstory was that he was going to be inducted into the vampire conspiracy that runs MI5. Yeah. But... His old SIS uh, buddy shot up the ceremony and got him out before it could be completed. Uh, so none of the other players knew exactly how vampirized he was. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. It's like, it just a little. I'm only a little bit vampire. Yes, don't, yeah. don't worry about me. Yeah, I'm yeah. okay. Yeah. But he had a um, uh, he had a very high stability score. So he was he yeah. would just spend a ton of points to resist any time that they tried to uh, mentally control him. Okay. And so they were like, "Is he resisting because he's?" Yeah, really good, or is he faking this? Yeah, What's he's just on? a good actor. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, any other interesting stories from playtesting? Uh, well, we had a we had a, a really good playtest with my group. Um, one key insight was that uh, I, I'd introduced all those action rules. Yeah, uh, and the players were using some of them or not using some of them. And one of my player players said, "All right, I'm going to write them up in like." very short summary form. This is what you spend. This is yeah. what you need. And once they had those summary sheets in front of them, the combat suddenly got a million times better. And so that was just make sure that there's a summary sheet in the book type stuff. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, and another thing is that there's a there's a quality in the game called um, uh, network, which is yeah. when you as the player 
character creates someone that you already knew mm -hmm. as a resource. Right. So it can be your, your old uh, boss in the CIA. Or your SAS buddy. Your, your SAS buddy. It can be an arms dealer that you've yeah. met, whatever it is. And about two-thirds of the way through the game, the player, one of the players said, I'm going to use network to create someone in the NSA that we can give all this intel to. <laughs> and then she will maybe use the satellites yeah. to find more stuff for us to go blow up. <laughs> and so it's like, all right. And then one of the players says, and I want her to be played by Rebecca Pigeon. <laughs> so there you go. That's, yeah. you know, that, that's the kind of thing that we got in playtest. We got a lot of really strong uh, 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 spy action. We got a lot of sort of uh, dubious, uh, uh, what I call mirror mode, mm -hmm. uh, questioning of loyalties. And then we had just a really terrific time, you know, unra unraveling the conspiracy and, and pushing it to the center. And my vampires also, uh, they, they, the, I used the vampires for my playtest as one of the sample vampires in the book, uh, the alien stones based on sort of the Tim Powers right. vampires. Uh, they, they fold time around themselves, and if you find a really old, really powerful vampire part, it can shoot you back in time. So we had a couple of those, which were pretty terrific. I bet. Um, one of the things I'm... Um Interested in like uh, you know the show Burnos where the guy you know he's been exiled basically he's in the same city. What kind of rules do you have? Are there any sort of mechanical effects for like representing someone who's burned or like wanted or you know like obviously the the vampire conspiracy send goons with guns to kick the door down, but can they turn the heat up in other ways? Freeze bank accounts or that kind of thing. There is a uh, quality in the game called heat. Yeah, and that is how badly you're wanted by the sort of the, the, the straight authorities. Right. And if, so if you go around and you blow a bunch of buildings up while you're killing vampires, people are going to come looking for you. Yeah. As that number gets larger, it becomes harder for you to buy things on the black market. It becomes harder for your cover to work. So when you flash a passport, a lot more of your identities are flagged on some database. Yeah. And so your job becomes more and more constrained depending on how high your heat goes. I got you. And then the other aspect of Burn Notice that uh, I uh, it put into the game is in what I call Burn Mode, where you engage, uh, you, you, you suffer psychological damage from doing psychologically damaging things. So in Burn Mode, when you kill someone, you lose a rating point of stability. I got You're you. fundamentally less stable. Uh, uh, Elizabeth Sampat has a terrific game called Blowback, which had an, emo uh, an emotional pyramid of, of ways yeah. that the agency would screw with you. I took that same emotional pyramid and turned it into the, the van pyramid, which is the ways the vampire conspiracy will screw with you. Oh, okay. So right. they have a lot of different ways because that's the yeah. thing. You know, with the, uh, I've seen in the past when I try and run these kind of games, like, well, aside from guys attacking them, you know, or whatever, I don't know. It's hard to model that mechanically on the fly. So. Yeah, what, 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 what Elizabeth managed to come up with brilliantly is an algorithm yeah. for escalating, um, uh, escalating pressure. Right. And I took that algorithm and translated it into vampires. Right. And so there's the sort of the things that they do at the beginning of the story. Right. And then as you get more dangerous, they escalate. Right. As you escalate, they escalate. And all the way up to, no, seriously, we're going to grab you, take you to the vampire wards, and yeah. snap you in half like a freaking, you know, yeah. egg roll. <laughs> yeah. Uh, GTA five stars basically, exactly, right? Uh, but with vampires. So mm -hmm. uh, I know you already have one source book out, uh, or is it? It's an adventure, right? It's an It's a. It's basically it's a mini campaign. Mm -hmm. uh, the Zelazny Quartet is what it's called. It's four Zelazny, scenarios, yeah. 
uh, you can play it in any order, like um, uh, Massive Neolothotep. Mm-hmm. And they all circle around a sort of ongoing vampiric conspiracy, which you can, you know, link into your ongoing campaign, or you can turn it into the basis yeah. of a Nice Black Agents campaign. Okay. So it's, uh, I did the outline, and then Gareth Hanrahan did sort of blew it up and, you know, added uh, yeah. uh, quartz more awesome to it. And uh, so there is um, there, there's a, an extended uh, chase across Eastern Europe. There's a diplomatic um, uh, uh, summit meeting with uh, some vampire badness in it. Uh, there's a great Middle East uh, mystery, and there is a, uh, a heist. So pretty much everything you can possibly want, yeah. all of it sort of tied around a really, uh, you know, not to toot my own horn, but kind of a great vampire <laughs> conspiracy. Um. Is it set in like any? Is it like set in a specific time, or can it be set anywhere from like the eighties to now? It's it's uh, the, the game assumes the modern day, but certainly yeah. uh, this game can be set you know any time after the fall of the after the fall of the wall. Yeah, because the the scenario implies you're able to get from Odessa to <laughs> yeah. Vienna without, un, without Iron Curtain's kind of a yeah yeah kind so, of like. But you could certainly you could, you could without too much trouble. You know, just add in the Iron Curtain and have one more really bad obstacle between right. and, uh, between Hungary and uh, Austria. Yeah, Tinker Tailor, yeah. vampire right. soldiers. So yeah, there's um, the notion of playing this game during the Cold War. It would it would have a different feel to it. Yeah. But like I said, my playtest had time travel in it, so they went back to the 1880s <laughs> and had some great good old fashioned Bram Stoker. Oh vampire, wow, vampire that's hunting. I I haven't heard about that. Uh, how did the time travel work, or was it just like a, it's it's, a, the, it's an effect of the vampires because they okay. existed outside space time? Oh, okay. When they really concentrated on you, yeah, they might they sort of pick you up out of space time and move you around. Oh wow! Yeah, and is that in the rules, or is that that's the, a possibility of a okay. thing that they might be able to do? Oh wow! Is that just your? Was that based inspired by anything, or is that's that just? Somewhat inspired by the fact that I know one of my players loves time travel, <laughs> and it's somewhat inspired by the vampires in Tim Powers' The Stress of Heredity. Oh, yeah, Which yeah. sort of, um, uh, ex- they exist outside time, and they don't really have a, their, their connection to humanity is more on a sort of a relativistic perception yeah. level, Heisenbergian even. Yeah. And so the notion that as the vampires pay more attention to you, you are more and more removed from the real world is a yeah. really strong metaphor. It's interesting how often Tim Powers comes up in like horror gaming, you know, from unknown armies to this. Well, it, certainly, it, certainly anything I write, he's going to come up. <laughs> my, my players have a saying that everything I write, every game I run is either planetary or declare or a mix. <laughs> and it's their job just to figure out which one it is. <laughs> I, I could see that. Yeah, definitely the planetary angle. Um, we'd have to, yeah, I, Wrote uh, part of an essay on a book on planetary, and yeah, I, I could I tend to do the planetary angle a lot mm-hmm. myself, so uh, I could definitely see that in your writing. Uh, uh, any other words you want to say about uh, Nice Black Agents? Uh, like anything in the pipelines that you're working on, or uh, any advice for new people picking this game up? Uh, according to uh, some of the, the, the later playtesters, the game really picks up well because everyone's seen spy movies, so they sort of grok the genre in a way that mm-hmm. they maybe uh, have a harder time getting into in, in other uh, genre emulation stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, certainly if you've seen the Bourne trilogy, if you've seen Ronin, you know how to play this game. Uh, it, the gumshoe system is just as smooth as ever. Yeah. Uh, you know, the thriller is just a speeded up mystery, so there's yeah. nothing, there, there's nothing um, uh, mechanically difficult about it at all. Um, so, 
again, the, the response from, from playtest has been people who, who've never played gumshoe, people who've never played role-playing games, they start playing, and it, it's pretty much intuitive. Okay. Coming up, we've got, we're probably going to have an agent's companion, uh, which uh, will expand uh, further on the various uh, skills and mm. the various abilities. It'll give, you know, more tech, more guns. Uh, the, a lot of the playtesters... They, they would they would say we want a big list of guns. Yeah, and it's like it's gumshoe. It's in for every don't game. Need a big list of guns. But that's every modern game. Isn't but everyone it? loves big lists of guns. Yeah. so we'll put one in the in the agents' campaign. I need my Barrett sniper rifle. Exactly. I need my automatic shotgun. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, and so uh, there's that on the yeah. on the drawing board, and then we're going to do an uh, an improvisational campaign, a la the Armitage Files, for this game uh, called the Dracula Dossier. Okay. In which the players at the beginning of the game. Get a hold of the unredacted manuscript of Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> After before the the Home Office went through and it eliminated a bunch of references, changes the names around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they get the copy of that manuscript as annotated by three generations of the British Secret Service. Oh wow! wow. And so those yeah. annotations will yeah. lead them into uh, yeah. sort of dead but not quite buried uh, secret operations, and then the modern day right. problem of Guys, we really need to close off this Dracula mess. <laughs> uh, I look forward to seeing it. So. Yeah, well, I look forward to having it done. Again, <laughs> I'm going to do the, 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 the sort of the easy part, and then I'm going to make Gareth Hanrahan do all the heavy lifting. So uh, I expect it's going to be pretty terrific. Great, great. Uh, so Night's Black Agents is available now in Pelgrin Press. Absolutely. Uh, PDF and print. Um, and so is the, the Zalashi Quartet? The Zalashni Quartet. Zalashni yes. Quartet. Also here... Um, uh, in, in print and available in PDF from Pelgrane. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Good. Thanks a lot, man. All right.